Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all night long. And here is your host. The Baby Face of Podcasting, J.C. Bo. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right, not going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Four questions, questions. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestle cast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wall. fam welcome to the biggest draw for the critics the marks the casual and the hardcore welcome to the fourth wall wrestlecast you know where to check us out that's right here every saturday on the wrestle addict radio network so be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode who am i i'm the host with the most the baby face of podcasting jc bones and i am accompanied today with a very very, very special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the host of Not Your Mama's Soap Opera, found exclusively on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Introducing Mr. DFDC, Jeff Palmaccio, as he returns for his second guest star spot on the fourth wall. Jeff, what's going on, brother? What up, Ooses? How you doing? Yo, good. Good to, good to have you back, good? my man. How you doing? Yo, are you saying hello to RVD and uh, Matt Riddle right now? We're always saying hello to RVD always. and Matt Riddle. Always. Are. Even uh, Kazakh's style on this time, too. But we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. <laughs> mm. All right, awesome. So, Jeff, we got a big weekend of wrestling ahead of us. Okay, we, oh, have, yeah. we have things like TakeOver Cardiff coming up. We have AEW's All Out. We're in the midst of the King of the Ring tournament, the return of the King of the Ring tournament. But I want to touch on a couple specific topics that's happening in the world of WWE right now. I want to talk about the current tag team division and the state state of that division moving forward. And also, I want to talk a little bit more about the storyline going on with who the attacker is of Roman Reigns. Who is yes. trying to murder Roman Reigns <laughs> on live television week after week after week by hitting him with cars and dropping <laughs> forklifts on him. Obviously, it's not Samoa Joe, because Samoa Joe would no. not perform a heinous act like that. But He would not. He would just stalk uh, AJ Styles' wife. But that was then, last year. So, okay. And then capitalize on nothing at the end and still come out without the title. Hey, but, that's, that's but that's neither here nor there. No. So, um, personally, I'm very intrigued by the who the attacker of Roman Reigns storyline is. Because every single week is a different cliffhanger. Yes. While, while people are complaining about the unveiling of some other tall, bald dude that had a red beard that could be Eric Rowan's father, for all I know, you know <laughs> that how that was very underwhelming. People wanted they wanted it to be someone else, but because they did it, because it wasn't, it's going to make those people that go that freaking sucked. Now I have to tune in next week to see who it actually is. WWE yeah, is smart in terms of what's best for business, and that's bringing back repeat viewership. And that's what they're doing. We we watch we watch series like lately. You've been talking about The Walking Dead on. Oh, I have. Right. Look at how many fucking cliffhangers you get at the end of episodes. There, 
do, do people go, oh, that was a stupid episode. Now I have to tune in next week. No, that's the point of having an episodic series. Exactly. Give I me think a cliffhanger. That, give me something yeah. to bring me back and watch you again next week. They're so, able to do it effectively, too, especially with Roman, simply because whether you like it or not, the character of Roman Reigns is a very polarizing figure. I personally fall on the side that I'm a fan of Roman and a fan, more a fan of Joe and I, but also a, always a long time mark for Roman Reigns. And uh, for those of you who aren't, seeing someone plotting against him maniacally to take him down might be very you know, appealing for that alone. Um, I, for one, have noticed, though, that since SummerSlam, really since the, ma- the, the SmackDown before SummerSlam, where has Aleister Black been? Nowhere. He hasn't made an appearance at all. Um, I, I mean, maybe he's in cahoots with this whole thing. That's what I personally would like to see in my selfish <clears throat> Roman Reigns mark minds. But just because I think the juxtaposition of a match between an Aleister Black and a Roman Reigns would be so... Like, it's a really... Those are two very different yeah, styles. They're very different. It's wow. similar to Daniel Bryan getting in there, but it's Aleister Black, so you don't have to right. worry so much about your head. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm I, actually curious why Aleister wasn't one of the participants in the King of the Ring tournament. That's what I mean. Like, he hasn't done, like, anything yeah. since that match with Sammy, which didn't Sammy lose? Yep. So Sammy lost like that. Uh, that was like the go home show to SummerSlam. So unless they're like saving him for this massive repackage, but it's like, when is it happening? I know. I, I think I, I feel confident we're going to start seeing the unveiling of some of these stars that we want to see on TV more come back with some repackaging, some new storylines. I feel like I, I feel like what they're doing now, you know, going back to the Roman Daniel Bryan thing, is they're really starting to take some of the top stars and put them in side feuds, blood feuds that yeah. are not revolving around a title, which I feel, like they ha- I feel like they haven't done that in a while because they've had so many main event stars. They've always been in the title picture. You know, it's like a whole, a whole um, ra- ra- round yeah. thing with that, all the same main eventers. So I think now that we're seeing that, we also are seeing multi-men, you know, multiple men going for a lot of the, uh, the mid-card titles. So yeah. I think we're going to, once we start growing that mid-card, we're going to start seeing guys like Aleister Black get involved in more side stories. I think they're trying to really focus on time management now and mm-hmm. give their people the uh, proper amount of time on TV each and every week to help develop yeah, storylines. I think you have to. I think especially with the news that NXT is going to Wednesdays on USA Network and is basically being established as that third brand. Um, it's let, very let, me, let me pose this question to you, Jeff. Hold on. We yeah. were talking about this last week about those Wednesday night wars. Is yes. NXT going to turn into the third brand or is it just going? Well, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase so, that. Is it going to stay? Is NXT going to stay the way it's been? Hey, we're, so, we're developmental. Or is Vince going to have his thumbprint on it and turn it into a SmackDown yellow brand? So around when Double or Nothing came out and debuted. I actually did an episode at Not Your Mama's Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, if anyone is interested. Um, and I compared the three brands of WWE, and I, if you notice, they're the three primary colors. They're red with Raw, blue being SmackDown, yellow being NXT. Um, also, when the announcement was made, it was Bischoff and Heyman. Uh, Triple H really wasn't involved in that announcement. Nobody kind of knew why. They were just like, what's what's going on here? Um, people are speculating even now, and they're worried that Vince is going to have more of a hand on NXT when it is pulled up. But what a better way not in that fall save if that's why that announcement for Triple H wasn't made. Um, when you have like those announcements that Enzo and Cass might be returning to NXT, you see superstars like Rhea Ripley showing up in NXT and other superstars like the Street Profits dropping the belts to Undisputed Era, only further legitimizing the Undisputed Era as the four horsemen of the 21st century, but also showing what's going to happen to the Street Profits who have been showcasing and highlighting those NXT tag belts on Raw, on Raw. Yeah. 
for a while now. So how are you going to explain that, especially during this time of Raw when the Raw tag team uh, division is in turmoil? And really, it's just like looking for its new identity, given the emergence of the Wednesday Night War on the horizon. Right. Well, we're definitely going to get into a big conversation about the tag team division, because I have some takes on that as well. But... So let's go back to uh, Roman and Daniel Bryan. I want to stay on this attacker topic. Uh, do you do think including Buddy Murphy in this helped Buddy Murphy in terms of yes. his his character development as well? I think he's had some great showings in the ring. His match against Ali was fucking great. I'm actually that surprised match. that Buddy Murphy didn't win. I really felt that because they were showing the show on SmackDown, I really felt like Buddy Murphy was going to win because of the recent... Um, the run he's had over the past couple weeks. Really good right. showing against Roman. Really great match against Daniel Bryan. And again, him and Ali put out a fucking fantastic match. Um, but is Buddy Murphy going to be out of the story now? Is that it for him? He he had his one or two, two weeks involved in the storyline. Now he's out. Well, I think it depends what they're doing. I think if you look particularly at the King of the Ring tournament, even with Drew being knocked out by Ricochet, uh, I like personally that kind of threw off my whole bracketology, if you will. Me Not too. that I actually made a bracket, but I personally had Drew or Corbin winning. So I mean, I definitely think Corbin's going to win it. But the nice thing about what the Buddy Murphy feud does for Roman and for Daniel Bryan also, it establishes that they're above the belt. They don't need the the prop of the belt in order to get them over at this point. We've seen that clearly. Um, when Daniel Bryan drops, it's Kofi Kingston. But I think you're also seeing just even Roman Reigns. He has not been in the title picture really for the better part of this year. Right. Correct. He hasn't. Um, <clears throat> now, a lot of people say, like, oh, Roman gets pushed all the time. Clearly, he's not and definitely not in the same way. But I think what it shows you is that it allows superstars like Ali and like Murphy to get showcased because now they have that platform and they have those spots on the roster that the big dog right now isn't occupying. Right. So, so I know you mentioned earlier, you think Alistair black could be involved in this. I hope okay. he is. While I think the juxtaposition, like you said, is going to be, makes it very interesting, very intriguing. I have a feeling that the actual person the person that should have been unveiled, and I think still might be unveiled, is going to be Luke Harper. Ooh. It makes sense for a lot of reasons. Obviously, yes. Luke and um, Harper and Rowan have a pass from the Wyatt family, the Bludgeon Brothers from the days of NXT. And he also has that a pass from Daniel Bryan. Don't forget, Daniel Bryan was a member of the Wyatt family. Um, I mentioned this a few weeks back <clears throat> on a past episode of The Fourth Wall. You can find our episode catalog on anchor.fm. Or any major podcast platforms. But I mentioned this, you know, with the way Daniel Bryan's heelish tactics have been over, over uh, the, the, the recent uh, few recent weeks. I feel like he's almost being built into what Bray Wyatt was when Bray Wyatt was the cult leader. You mm-hmm. know, with this whole Roman attacker thing, what if Buddy Murphy really was involved and him and Rowan and Luke Harper are just doing the bidding of Daniel Bryan, like doing the dirty work for him? Yeah, you know, I could definitely. Brian's like this m- manipulative cult leader type thing, and what if he all of a sudden creates a stable? Um, yeah. Again, we again like but guys like Buddy Murphy, obviously Rowan. You bring Luke Harper back. Even you if could, you have Alistair Black there, it, exactly. Like Turn the, Alistair heel and throw him in there. Like that could be cool. It, pairing up Alistair with Daniel Bryan would be huge for Alistair's career. Also, not that yeah. not that I feel like Alistair Black needs a rub from anybody. No. But, hey, it, it wouldn't hurt. Not at all. Right? I think that that would be really – I think that's what you're showing or what they're showing us, rather, especially when Daniel Bryan flipped out at the end of SmackDown. It was like, I'm not a liar. I'm not a liar. I wouldn't lie to you. I'm not a liar. And showing that he's like – if he if it shows out that he was behind it, well, then he's directly telling us, you know, okay – no, I'm in, like I'm messing with you at this point. Like I'm just like getting you down on this whole thing. Like yeah, you used to cheer for me. Now I'm flipping that entire switch on you, and he's still continuing to do that and showing that 
the further we get removed from WrestleMania 30, the further he steps into this heel and this new character and this new Daniel Bryan. Um, which I personally love all forms of Daniel Bryan, but that's just me. Um, but, you know, I think that what it does um, for Daniel Bryan is it lets him be in a position where, and Roman too, don't forget, where these this is someone who was both had to step away from the ring for medical reasons. Right. They both had to. Um, one for leukemia, one for concussions amongst most, most uh, rather amongst other, other ring, you know, where and whatever, but putting Daniel Bryan in a position where he is that maniacal evil genius, if you will, it lets him not take as many hits. It lets him be on SmackDown every week, but not necessarily in a match every single week. And same thing with Roman, you know, if, if Roman is on, that's why he doesn't have to be going after the WWE title, right? Because he, it makes sense why physically he wouldn't be in that position. But now, okay, you got almost killed by a car. You've gotten, what, a forklift dropped on you. And then you got um, audio equipment dropped on him, right? I think that was it. I think it was just those two. Those two, right. Oh, and I think so. What it, so there you have your explanation and your reasoning why Roman's not you know, all there compounding, but like, you know what I mean? So I think it lends that story to the fact that like, it makes sense given the condition of these two. Well, what's the, what performance fighters performance? Yeah. Performance artists. That's a Roman set, right? And everyone got like butthurt about it. (laughs) (laughs) I I just think it's funny. But, But, you know, you you bring up a good point because after Daniel Bryan lost to Kofi Kingston, Debray has not really been in the ring much at all. He was actually off TV for a few weeks after Mania. We were all wondering if he was out on injury. So they're utilizing him. They're being smart with how they're utilizing him because they know Daniel Bryan's still one of their biggest draws. Face or heel, he is the draw. He is a draw for the company. And they're using him smart. By putting him now in a feud with Roman, even if if this does lead to a match, which I'm sure this is where this is going to end up, as much as I, I think want, so. as much as my wheels are turning, I want I want a fantasy book the shit out of it so differently. Like add Luke Harper, create a stable. All these, I, everyone in the fourth wall fam knows I'm a fucking mark for stables. Uh, I create stables out of every single wrestler. But um, they're they're utilizing Daniel Bryan smart. They're being smart with him and being safe with him and putting him in the ring with someone like Roman. Roman's a safe worker. That's what I mean. So it's good. They're they're, it's they're, all they're, safe. they're smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're you're not gonna put them in a position. Especially with Roman, mm-hmm. like you're, you finally have Roman in a position where he's not booed by the majority of the audience. Right. So in October, it's a really big month for WWE. When you bear in mind everything that's going on, you have 2K 2020 coming out at the end of the month. You have SmackDown going to Fox in the beginning of the month, and what you have is this position where Roman Reigns is now showcased on both. Not to mention that the deluxe edition of the twenty of uh, 2K2020 game is the SmackDown edition, which he uh, is the prominent okay. star on SmackDown right now. Um, Becky is not here nor there, but what it shows you is that you want to keep Roman in a position where even people who don't necessarily watch WWE but play video games are going to be like, well, who is this guy? Oh, okay. He's on every Friday night on SmackDown. I know that guy. I saw him before the uh, you know Saturday night college football game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I know him. Right. You know. And then so what it puts him to do is it puts him in this state of neutral, saying, "All right, Roman, just figure out who this attacker is. This year, you know, this year attacker, and then we're gonna let you. We're gonna unleash you. You're finally gonna fight that attacker, in um, once that jump is made to SmackDown." Like you were saying, with The Walking Dead, they leave every episode on a cliffhanger, and every season finale is this big, you know, right. some, something happens, right? So I think that's season, safe for every show. Right. So, like, end off the season uh, on USA and start right. a whole new season when you move to Fox. Exactly. exactly. So, exactly. the cliffhanger, that the final USA episode, mm-hmm. um, which I guess it would be the what, like the 27th of September or something like that? I think so. Um, might be the actual reveal of who the attacker was, the real reveal. Mm-hmm. Or it might be the match actually being 
you know, said, or maybe it's like when Daniel Bryan hits Roman Reigns for the first time on right. camera, something like that. So really make you say, oh, shit, here it is. Like now this is when we got to see like what they've been building towards. Because don't forget, which I think we often forget, but Bischoff has been behind these stories going forward since uh, SummerSlam. So that's something to keep in mind, too, is that this isn't Vince at the helm. This is another. Someone else, yeah. But the the only issues I have with this whole storyline, as much as I am intrigued by it, I'm into it, I... What really kills me is the lack of development or progress that Eric Rowan has made. Like, I expected to see so much more out of him after he came to the main roster, but there's been, like, there's nothing nothing about him. He's just a fucking Redwood who stands there and grunts and strokes his beard every now and then and just looks menacing. But I, I really was hoping we'd see more character development with him when they paired him up with Daniel Bryan. And also, my other pet peeve about this whole thing is just the the bad acting. Like, <laughs> when they... It, there's some bad acting when they do these backstage segments. Like, the aside from the unveiling of the attacker being as underwhelming as it was, it was just some random bald dude with a red beard... I felt like after the unveiling, it was just silent in the room and everyone had this bewildered look on their face. And I'm like, fucking say something. Like, you could fill in this negative space to make this seem interesting, not awkward. And I feel like ever since Roman's first attack, where everything strategically fell on top of road cases to save, excuse me, to save him from being crushed, (laughs) then it gets the terrible acting from Roman Reigns also just through these attacks it's been like oh man nothing I'm, I'm not bad for Roman I love Roman but it's like it's like dude it's like you're you're so close to making this story so good but then you just can't act it's like oh my god it, it kills me it, it, it's like they're smacking the tips like hey we want to give you this really cool intriguing storyline we're just gonna fucking smack the tip on you every time it's gonna get good we're gonna throw some like bad acting in there for you yeah I mean noticeably even when i saw hobbs and shaw roman did not have a speaking part in that entire movie yeah he just um, stands back there and goes ooh ah i think even with uh with rowan though i think it still goes back to what was that when they had that squash match versus the rock was that 30 or 32 32 i believe it was, I think it was yeah 32. i think when i mean r- really i think for a lot of people that was kind of a an actual like derailment Mm-hmm. You know, I think for a lot of people, when Wyatt lost to Cena at 30, even though the promo package using Eminem's legacy was phenomenal, mm-hmm. the, you know, having Wyatt lose that match really kind of killed his momentum. And then when The Rock kind of comes back, not even knowing who they are and squashes them. Well, all right. Well, now the, you know, he lost his flock. Right. The Shepherd lost his flock. He's got to, you know, so now. What's going on? We know Harper has not been happy in the WWE. He asked for his release. It was denied. They have been using him, kind of keeping him in that Pac turmoil of does he wrestle for us? Does he not wrestle us? What do we do for him? Real quick, on that note, I'm pretty sure that he did return to live shows back in June or July. As Harper? As Luke, just Luke Harper, as his old white white wife beater jeans. White beater and jeans. I mean, I think that, you know, Harper and Rowan, unfortunately, suffer from almost being wrestling typecasted. Yeah. Because, and as like the strong silent type, which mm-hmm. like, you don't need a Groot in wrestling. What, was that his character, though, when, on the indies when he was Brody Lee? I don't believe so. Because I, I never followed Brody Lee, but I heard about him when, I, when he was getting signed. And from what I've read, he was a monster on the indies. I mean, they should bring I, him back. I, I and thought let him he was that. more of like a outlaw type than like a strong silent type. But I don't. Oh. Like I said, I'm not really too familiar with um, with Brody Lee's run. Right. But well, honestly, I know. think if, if Brody Lee's run was successful, they should just let him fucking come back and do that. Fine, call him Luke Harper, but let it, let him do his thing because. 
the yeah. break the breakout star out of the Wyatt family at the time when they first came to the main roster was Luke Harper because he was the best in the ring. He's one of the safest workers in the ring, and he. I mean, he don't forget he was Intercontinental Champion for a short time. Like they and trusted him enough to him have too. to like, have people, the workhorse title. That's what I'm saying. Like Harper, when Harper was, you know, when the Wyatts, I think, were full steam. You know, there was nothing stopping the Wyatts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, and just they just let them not go on. I don't, it was very weird, as though like the Wyatts almost became like a myth. Right. They get the, the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. Even now, the Shield, you know, especially with Moxley, you know, now out again with with Mercer. But um, mm-hmm. you know, you saw even with Kenny Omega's promo that he cut on the being the elite going into All Out. So like, oh, there's like this myth of John Moxley in his uh, uh, Winnipegian accent that I can't do. But <laughs> it, you know, these stables of like, and the, I, I forgot who said it, but someone said like wrestling can't be PG. But when you even just think about the Wyatts and the Shield that were born out of the PG era, you know, we're longing for that return of dominant stables, even of like the riot squad, which I know you fondly love. Like where, like where have they been at all? Well, Ruby riot just had her second shoulder surgery. And honestly, dude, without Ruby riot, there is no riot squad. But even like live, have you noticed like live Morgan's Twitter? They're repackaging live Morgan. <clears throat> but will, will the real that figure by the way it's going to be harder to find than the Ruby Riot Dude, figure. Tell me about. It. I have the two Ruby Riot figures up here on my wall. I have her NXT takeover one. I that one too. Which I, I don't think it. she ever was even on a takeover. No, but hey. I don't think she ever made it. Maybe a maybe a pre-show. And then I have her um, the Elite series, which I, it looks fucking great. I love both of her figures. They look fucking phenomenal. But oh, yeah. um, speaking of phenomenal, I also picked up an AJ Styles Elite the other day at, uh, at Target. <laughs> Figure wise, well, I got a recently I got Anakin. <laughs> nice. Uh, two heads. I have a Rick, but it's a little shitty Rick. Sweet. Yeah, man. Awesome. All right, well, listen, Jeff, <laughs> let's take a quick break. And then when we come yeah. back, let's talk about the current state of the tag division. Yes. And the introduction of this newest hottest tag team on the wrestling scene. Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Robert Rude, a.k.a. we're going to refer to them as Rudolph. Get it? Rude Rudolph and Dolph. Those tag So, on that note, fam, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, Ooses? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Press. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Ads Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast and you are listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio, radio, and fam, we're back. So before we get into our next topic and we talk about the state of the current tag division, I want to send a huge birthday shout out to our social media ambassador Jesse J. Her birthday was this past Wednesday. So all of, from all of us here at the Fourth Wall, we hope you had an amazing birthday. We thank you so much for what you do for us, and we love you. So fam, if you want to go wish our social media ambassador Jesse J. some birthday wishes, go follow her on Twitter at Miss Bootiesworth. And also, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my little puppy, Logan. Everyone Logan. In the knows that Logan did have some issues um, a few weeks back. He was in the hospital. Uh, the update is he's doing much, much better. It is a miracle. Doctors uh, don't know what happened, how it happened, but I don't care at this point. 
Well, Logan made it to his second birthday yesterday. She was into this on Saturday. So yesterday, August 30th. So Logan turned two. So happy birthday, Logan, my little baby and, boy. And uh, who, whose birthday is it coming else? Who else's birthday oh, is it? Oh, someone else at the fourth wall mm. has a birthday coming up. Who's that? Yeah, they're going to be a year older and one of the oldest 30, people 36? on the network. You got you got a nice legends contract now, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it is. I'm going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame soon. But yes, fam, my birthday is also this weekend. September 1st is the birth date of Mr. Johnny J C Bones. So Woo! Happy birthday! I'm always open for gifts, uh, mm-hmm. for birthday gifts, birthday drinks. You can just slide into my DMs at J C Bones on Twitter. Anyway, and on that note, Jeff, let's get into the tag team division so let's do it we had a tag team turmoil match on monday which um honestly i'm all for these turmoil matches i always like any kind of multi-man multi-team matches but as am i as we look at the list of the teams that were involved we got heavy machinery which so right off the bat had a chance of winning it the revival, yes, I love heavy machinery. The revival had a chance of winning it. B team, they were there to take yes. a pin. The OC very much had a chance of winning it. Lucha House Party, they were there to take the pin. Ryder and Hawkins, they were there to take a pin. Viking Raiders had a huge, huge shot at winning this. Now let's go to our eighth team. Yes. The team of two singles stars who... This is your stereotypical recipe for two single stars who are lost in the sauce. So let's put them into the tag team and see what happens. We have the newest team now of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rude, which I really can't call Rudolph. Robert. I got him going to call him Bobby from now on. I don't like the Robert thing anymore. But yeah, Team Rudolph. So fast forward to the end of the turmoil match. Rude and Ziggler win, which yes. shocked me. I really thought it was going to end up being between at least the OC and the Viking Raiders because the Revival's already in the SmackDown tag team picture, so they didn't need to be in the Raw one. No, not um, at all. Let's talk about those two teams, though, Viking Raiders and the OC. What did you think about their confrontation in the ring for the first time ever and how that played out? I want more of it, but I wanted... More of War Eaters mm-hmm. and Bullet Club. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I I totally feel I wanted more, I totally I wanted more of at least more of like let them like go. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like like they don't have to like be confined to what like losing to Rudolph the mustache. You know, tag team. You know they can. Do so, I mean, especially when, like, Z- Ziggler definitely just did this with McIntyre. The same exact thing. Right. Like, they made shirts and everything. Yeah. And honestly, though, but that, that pairing made sense because it was uh, a veteran bringing someone up from NXT. and then That's what went, I mean. So that made a little more sense. Him and Bob, Bob, Bobby Roode's already been on the main roster. He's already had the U.S. title. He's already been in... Glorious. You know, he's been in a Money in the Bank match. He's been in some marquee yeah. matches... But his character got lost in the sauce, and it's unfortunate, man, because Bobby Roode could be a really good heel if they let him do what he did on Impact. I don't know why they're trying to repackage him. He could or, be like a modern-day Ric Flair. Or even they just let him do what he did in NXT. Not, never mind what he did or in yeah, Impact. Yeah, even NXT, you're right. Just let him just continue that heel streak right. and really like redefine what it means to be the glorious one. Unfortunately, Bobby Roode suffers from only being being known for his song the problem is the song could be applied to anybody not just him right so you know when you you lose that that draw because now people only know you for your song at least when he was a heel you know you had that you know that comparison of like this like happy upbeat you know almost gospel song compared to like this devilish you know conniving guy who would cheat to win just to maintain his uh, you know status right you know, so but now it's like, oh, you have a mustache, mm-hmm. which I'm so Hi, glad Bobby. he fucking got rid of that. And he got his uh, beard back, right? But it's like, it's like you know, what what are you talking about now, Bobby Roode? Is it his NXT takeover entrances? 
No, you're talking about his facial hair. Right. And how he looks like creepy Uncle Bobby. Right. So, now, so obviously this whole tag team turmoil match was to determine a number one contender to face the current Raw tag team champions, which are currently held by the monster among men, Braun Strowman, and our current universal champion, <laughs> the Beast Slayer, the King Slayer, the Architect, the Man's Man, Seth Rollins. Uh, oh, and the PWI number oh, yes, one wrestler PWI top, of the year, top, right? Uh, yeah, number one. Yeah, top 500, uh, top 500 one, list. Right? Let's talk about that real quick, because that actually blows my mind. What, yeah. Um, you know, if, if you listen back into the Fourth Wall archives, you're going to hear the, us talking about how disappointing his last Universal title reign was and how disappointing his reign has been since WrestleMania and how nothing creative did for him helped his character at all helped gave him any kind of credibility there's a reason why he is not on the cover of 2k20 with with becky even though he's yeah that's what i like it's so like conflicting to me because like seth rollins at one point was at you know the he was the king of the hill yeah you know what i mean and everybody was begging for almost for seth and roman to switch spots Right. That's really what they wanted to do. They they wanted, you know, Seth to be in this place of prominence where he was getting pushed down everybody's face because, you know, Tyler Black was so amazing and they want to relive those, you know, the Tyler Black days, which is fine, which is great. But they want, you know, now, you know, I feel like it's almost like an essence of like, be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. Because now you have, you know, Rollins and Strowman, which doesn't do anything for me um i i was intrigued by it at first i don't mind it but but like i feel like it's just like so who's rollins being compared to for in terms of like when he was tag champions with stroman it's nicholas Hmm. i mean like it's stroman and nicholas and it's stroman and rollins those are his two tag reigns right not luke harper while he was in uh, the Wyatt family, right. as we just you know, mentioned earlier, how it's so impressive that he had the workhorse champion. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. A kid. And now the universal champion. Who is engaged to Becky Lynch and PWI Top 500 and now is getting this regalia as though he's the new Roman Reigns because he is the last member of the shield arguably still intact to when the shield still existed the ghost of the shield still haunts seth rollins okay i see what you're saying <laughs> i i just don't know, I don't what, know. They're, what they're doing with with seth really anymore because they had a failed attempt at making him the face of the company when he had his first universal title reign. His like how? Now, while his second win was <clears throat> much better than his first one, his first win was tainted. I talked about that numerous times. Low blows, chair shots, yeah. it was tainted. You know, but uh, so his second win at SummerSlam was was better. It made it made it it was a credible win. You know, made yeah. him credible now to hold that title. But then put him right into a feud with Braun Strowman, who didn't do anything to earn a uni- another Universal Championship shot. No. And now all of a sudden you're tag champs with the person you're going to be facing. At- While the storyline on paper makes sense, I don't think the characters that are in well, the story are the right people. Even if you heard, I don't know if you heard Strowman's interview with Sam Roberts, but he goes into saying that um, last year or I think around the rumble, um, he was really, really frustrated and he wanted to walk out or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he, he goes on to say how Vince told him, he's like, stop freaking out. I have plans for you for the next like decade. Like that's how far out, like we have our storylines planned. So like, I don't know if that was, he was just blowing smoke up people's butts, but you know, this would impose to me as not one of those moments when he's just thrown together again in a tag team. 
mm-hmm. with Seth Rollins. But why does Seth Rollins need to be in a tag team? Right. There's no reason at all. Why, there's no. There's there's no reason no that reason Seth Rollins. At all. Let, let him feud with AJ Styles and win the U.S. Championship, just like he did. The, when remember his very first title run as WWE was, champ when he was feuding yeah. with Sting and Cena, he held the let title. Let him go the, back after that. Yeah, let him do that again. Put him in a singles feud with AJ. Don't put him in a tag team thing. I think what they did by giving Strowman and Rollins the tag titles off of the OC totally killed any momentum the tag division could have had. Well, not to mention you want to tell a better story than Corbin and Rollins for that first feud. Why didn't you just retell Rollins and Finn? Right. It was after Mania. No one had anything They don't know what on. they're doing with Finn. They don't know what they're they doing with Finn. They never know what they they're doing know. with Finn. They never know. They're, I feel like they're always like, they see him in like the as a baby face, like in the baby face lane. Right. And like, they know, it's almost like, you know, like they know the minute he you know, goes into that heel lane, it'll go off. They just don't. He's, he's going to come know, back as a heel. He's joining he the UFC. To. He has to. Yes. And, uh, and real quick, a big congratulations to Finn Balor. He just got married. Yes. Mazel tov. Yes. Congratulations, Finn. Yes. They got married in the jungle, right? Yeah. Google. It looked like it. His wife is gorgeous, too. I wonder who she is. She's a sportscaster from Fox in Brazil, I want to uh, say. Brazilian. Nice. Exotic. She's not. I could be wrong with that, but I believe she's Central American or Southern American in some gotcha. iteration. Awesome. Good for you, Finn. So, uh, while while I still think that giving the tag titles to Rollins and Strowman, I, I shouldn't say killed any momentum the division had. It slowed it down. It's unnecessary. It's if, unnecessary. Fast forward a week later to this tag team turmoil match. If there was a different team that came out victorious i would have still been okay with the storyline if it was the oc the revival or the viking raiders not heavy machinery i don't even think heavy machinery <laughs> because at that point it's like <laughs> can they really beat seth rollins and braun Strowman? i mean i know is, is if otis? we're gonna keep kayfabe alive can otis and tucker defeat seth rollins and braun Strowman? But is it, 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 according to Twitter, Otis is with Mandy Rose. That's his peach. There's there's been like this thing between the two of them since the days of NXT. It's I just great. Think the two of them are just are just good friends. I think that if you have the power of Mandy Rose, you can achieve anything. She could be a good manager for heavy machinery. That's what I'm saying. Yes, I like that. I like that. You know uh, what? That's good. And then Sonya Deville can go off and do her own singles thing because she deserves. It, she doesn't need to be with Mandy anymore. See, that makes sense. Then the man's man. That's another yeah. reason. Thing that I don't understand is that. So your your tanking Universal Champion is now also gonna tank your tag division and your women's champ, who, by the way, is the biggest star in your company. Mm-hmm. Let's right. tank all three because we don't know what to do with Seth Rollins because he doesn't work as a fi- as a heel. I, I mean, know. As a face as a face. Right. I don't know what the thought process was when they decided on that creative or what their what the end result was because I'm sure by now it has all been changed already. Like especially what, like, now with Heyman and Bischoff putting their two cents in. Like you could argue, like, and naturally I feel like you're going to compare Rollins to Roman and Moxley just because of the shield, but Roman has consistently stayed face the entire time. Mostly uh, other than when punk was still around in the shield days when they were like beating up on Ryback and stuff like that. But you know, Roman, they've had, they've been able to go on this like Valley and like this, like different, like over mountains and like the way that his character has changed, like for different reasons. But even now, like Daniel Bryan is clearly the heel, but uh, but it doesn't feel out of place. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is clearly the face, but it feels like it feels off. Like it feels weird. Like <clears throat> I, I found going back to SummerSlam, myself included, I wanted Brock to win. I was not, I was was not going to be annoyed if Brock Lesnar was still the Universal Champ. You, you're, you're and I don't think alone. a lot of people. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, who would have thought that the person who saved. WrestleMania what was at 31 from San Jose. Mm-hmm. 
the person who saved that main event is now in literally a rematch, more or less, and people are wishing that he would lose. Yeah. Like, ha- like what happened? Let's fix that. Like, was it the blonde in his hair? I don't think so. Right. But if that's what it was, hey, th- throw the bleach back in. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's do it. If, that, if that's what it takes, then just do it. Right. If that's what it is, just right. do it. You're, you're getting married to Becky Lynch. I think you can handle it. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. So now, do you think Strowman and Rollins are going to lose the tag titles to Rude and Ziggler? I hope. No. Well, see, that's the problem. Because I, I, I don't think they do, because you know that the tag match is going to happen before the Universal title match at Clash of the Champions. Yeah. So if they lose the tag titles, there is no credibility now to Rollins and Strowman going into that Universal title match. Like, dude, you guys just lost the tag titles to fucking Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Like, who's going to want to watch that main event? Let's think about they, that. Uh, yeah, they're mm-hmm. not. Unless, unless they open up with unless the Universal Unless there's shenanigans. Match. Unless there's like some sort of shenanigans in some place, but it's like mm-hmm. if you saw um, the venue from Hell in the Cell was tweeting out that the Fiend is going to challenge either uh, Strowman or Rollins for right. I saw that. the title. Is right. that is this when they, when they do that? Mm-hmm. Is this when that that becomes like because arguably. If the fiend interrupts Strowman, there is that history there with the Wyatt family, as mentioned before. If the fiend interrupts Rollins, um, there's Wyatt Shield history there, also. Right. You know, so you, and especially as um, Bray has already been, you know, apologizing on Twitter and making references to previous gimmicks and previous matches um, that we're seeing uh, through his. Development in the Firefly Funhouse and, you know, bringing the Fiend to life, you know, you could, it's a natural, I think, positioning for Bray to be in. Right. Uh, I actually heard, heard a rumor that they're going to make Bray his own belt. I don't know how true that is, but that I heard like they're going to, cool. they, yeah, they might just make him like his own, his own thing. If they do that, they he needs to have a long title run. I actually, that, Let's think about Daniel Bryan. He had the hemp belt. If they yeah. went out of the way to make that belt, he should have had a longer title reign. I'm not saying I'm mad that he lost to Kofi. I'm, I'm cool. I love Kofi Kingston as a champion. But they, they were selling but, the hemp belt. Yeah. Like, they, like you couldn't buy it now. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, why wouldn't you, like, yeah. at least when, like, make all the belts that Daniel Bryan, like, holds now in that style. Oh, right. Like he won, he wasn't he the tag he, champion? Yeah, they were Rowan tag champs with Rowan, and why weren't? And like, why were those still leather? Those weren't. It wasn't even him. like it wasn't even mentioned. Right. It's not, it's not as though they didn't have them. It's not he was like, oh, this is so much fucking worse than my hemp belt that I used to have before Kofi yeah. beat me. They, they didn't even like make a throwaway line to it. Right. It was just oh well, I guess now we have the new nickel belts that nobody wants, but. but. Tag teams have been suffering, I think, for a while. And, you know, and on that note, <clears throat> uh, I think even, honestly, over on the on the NXT division, while there are some great teams, like, tag division's kind of lost. There's no <clears throat> top tag team that, that other teams are striving to be. Um, you know, let's talk about the Street Profits real quick. Are we going to see them on the main roster sooner than later? I hope so. Um... You know, the thing with the Street Profits is, well, see, I don't even know because the NXT going to USA really is screwing up. It I think screws up a lot of ideas, a lot of people yeah, ideas, a yeah. lot of people, a lot of booking notions, which right. you would hope that the WWE knew this for a while. So their plans are just going according to, you know, according to script. Um, but, you know, it's, it's difficult when you think that if now NXT to Raw and SmackDown is a lateral move, you know, maybe they don't show up on the main roster. I don't know. But you would, I mean, you would think that if it's still considered developmental and then moving upwards, I would like to see them uh, called up in the same way that they're being packaged as of now, whether it's um, making different references to various activities uh, such as Matt Riddle and RVD, and I do over at Not Your Mama's Soap Opera, but hey. As I do here as well, over at Fourth Wall 
Exactly. So, I mean, if they're, if they're going to continue that, let them continue that. If right. they're going to call them up and repackage them, you don't got to do that. Um, you know, also, what will happen to Bianca Belair when that call-up does happen? What happens? I mean, that's the other thing with NXT is you see a lot of talent that isn't on at all. Right. Um, even if it's like Deanna and Chelsea Green, which speaking of ta- tag team titles and the women's tag team titles, you know, where's that going? You know, I feel like all of these tag teams <clears throat> and that's not like anything against um, Alexa and Nikki. I think they're right. doing that. They're actually making the most of it, but they're not. When you have like Sasha going on Raw saying like I was in a tag team match, I don't give a shit about. Hey, thank like, you, thank you. The opening fucking segment of Raw, like, so we opened up with Sasha bashing the women's tag titles, which supposedly it was her and Bailey that wanted to create them, and then she had not wanted nothing to do about. First of all, that was not a sincere promo. I don't want to get into the conversation about Sasha's promo because we're going to be running out of time soon. Yeah, but no, that was- it was a terrible promo. It was a scripted promo. There was no fucking emotion behind it, and her bashing played, the women's I tag titles. The promo. You what the promo? Uh- on my episode of Not Your Mama Soap Opera, all yeah. about coffee, if so you, you want to go back and listen to that. Go back and listen to it. But, you know, people were comparing it to a pipe bomb. It's not a pipe bomb. No, no. They, who's comparing that to a pipe bomb? Well, a lot of people are saying, is this Sasha's pipe bomb? No, and no, I, that was not. Sasha's she was like, reading a fucking I, script. You could tell she was reading a script, but even so much the fact that, like, what's going on there even with the iconics at least the iconics were the first like real women's tag team even like, though they least, didn't really defend it they were the first right. women's they were a I'm tag saying, team like, they were known as a tag team people right. you, know, like, you don't separate peyton royce people be like well, where's billy k right like, you know like you assume they were together more so than alexa bliss and nikki cross i think the only two that came as close to that were the bella twins that mm-hmm. i for still to this day, don't understand why they haven't shown up in some iteration promoting the, the tag, tag belts. Belt. Yeah. You don't have to let Brie touch anybody. Right. Nikki's hurt. I get it. She doesn't it's need fine. to wrestle. That's fine. They can still they be involved. Do anything. Just be involved. Yeah. You know, if anything, come back at Sasha. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, like women's tag wrestling is nothing to you. The the 24-7 title is more of an active title than the women's tag titles is. And something that people actually but, care about. People but, uh, care about like, the 24-7 storylines. No one cares about the women's tag team championship storylines. There's not, nothing there with substance. Right. right. People more so, and I'm guilty of this too, more so care about Maria Canales being the first pregnant 24-7 right. title. <laughs> Just because I think the CFOs did a great job on their theme song. and gets stuck yeah. in my head all mm-hmm. the fucking time. All the time. But, you know, it's like people more so care about that and what, you know, Michael Bennett's doing that I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you who was in the women's tag division. We have the Kabuki Warriors, which is a waste of both of them of talent right there, of including Paige. Oh, yeah. It's a waste of talent. But whose idea... Was that one? And why are you going to call them the Kabuki Warriors? But it was that. I'm not trying to be culturally ignorant, yeah, like, but what, did, did they ever explain? No. It. They're just the Kabuki ever, Warriors. Okay. I don't know. Well, hopefully, uh, they start to figure their shit out and figure fix this tag team division because there are some amazing tag teams out there in the world of wrestling. The, aside, oh, yeah. They got the Young Bucks, you got SoCal Uncensored, you have the Briscoes, you have LAX. There are some big name tag teams yeah, I mean, out there the thing that is, could all do work wonders in, the, in a tag division as long as creative knows how to develop even, this division. Even going back to squandered opportunity that they have with the current talent, going back to Candice LeRae, Seeing the you know the masterpiece that she put on at Takeover, mm-hmm. but don't forget the fact that she got her prominence being in an intergender tag team with Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan, world's cutest and, tag team. Right, exactly. So, um, also a big mark for Joey Ryan. But you know what it shows you is that if the booking is done correctly, it doesn't matter the gender of the tag team. Doesn't matter if your finishing move is literally a dong flip. If it's done right, it can get over. Yep. What you're seeing now is 
kind of them saying, all right, let's throw these superstars in this tag division and see what works, as you mentioned before, and run with it. But it's not as natural as a Diesel and Shawn Michaels is. It's just right. not. You know, you're it's especially now when you have so many juxtaposing characters and just different storylines being told and they have such a big roster. What like it's different because I feel like each if each show has like a different theming, right? Like if SmackDown's like different, like what makes SmackDown different than Raw? There has to be some differences. So the tag team should include that as well. But when you're constantly introducing new people who don't really fit on one but don't really fit on the other, what direction are you going in? Right. On any tags. I mean, if I if I was to book it, I would get rid of the SmackDown tag titles, the Raw tag titles, and make a world tag titles again and have the tag the tag teams cross mm-hmm. brands. Right. At least then you have a clear that makes sense. It's now. a more of a clearer path. You have one set of right. tag titles that everyone is fighting for. Yeah, exactly. That that makes sense in the role in the sense of that now okay it would that's why you're seeing heavy machinery on raw versus the oc right you know that you might not thought you cared about luke gallows versus otis but now you do now you do exactly you know and that's about not to mention that's not insulting to anybody because nobody have won those belts yet right so like i think like you know like if the new day for example like and the Usos, we've seen it so many times at the point of that it doesn't matter if they win the belts because we just know it's going to be a good match. Right. You know, at the same time, if you saw a, I don't know, it, it, like if Dolph, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Bobby Roode should never lose to the New Day, should never lose to the Usos, should ne- really never lose to the OC, really any tag team that is a tag team right like, you know what i mean like and I, I can see bobby Roode and ziggler beating the revival easily mm-hmm. that should never happen though right you're right you know it if you have a new belt though that's not insulting if that happens because nobody's ever gone after that belt right right so it's not you know what i mean it's not like uh oh like that's insulting to a revival. It's like no one actually, like no one's gone after this belt. Right. Like yeah, we we, might, we like Dolph and Zig, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Bobby Roode might not have ever been a SmackDown tag team. No, we're a world tag team. That's what we're going for. We're above you already. Mm-hmm. Right. Makes more sense. It does. So. Well, again, hopefully they they figure this shit out and uh, they fix this tag division because I still want to see. I've always been a fan of tag division of tag teams. Oh yeah, and uh, I feel like the tag division has been floundering for way too long now. It has its ups, but as soon as it gets to its high point, it drops way down, and we have to do this whole rebuild over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, hoping we see some changes in that in the near future. But on that note, that's all the time we have for today, fam. So if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for listening to episode forty of the fourth wall wrestlecast be sure to follow us on all social media at fourth wall cast that's the number four t-h-w-a-l-l-c-a-s-t be sure to find us on twitter instagram and facebook big thank you to my guest host today mr dfdc of not your mama's soap opera jeff tell everyone where they could find you and your show absolutely happy birthday again and to everybody over at the fourth wall fam if you want to hear me run my mouth on that different wavelength all the time, you can follow my personal Twitter at 52 points of art. You can find my show, not your mama. Soap opera, the NPR of Russell addicts radio at not underscore opera on Twitter. And you can find the Russell addict radio where you'll find fourth wall. Russell cast my show, not your mama. Soap opera Kings of the rings podcast, uh, the gift of podcast and the game changer podcast at A-D-D-I-C-T underscore W-R-E-S-T-L-E on Twitter. You can also find the Russell Addict Radio on Instagram, Facebook, and wherever you find your podcasts, including Patreon. You do not want to miss the Ward 24 special I did, which is the continuation of This Is Me. If you were a fan over back from the rant with Anthes as well as War Paint, a special show that Bones as well as some other 
Russell Act Radio host will be on talking about your favorite tattoos and other body modifications along with me, your host, DFDC. So thank you so much for this opportunity, and it's been a lot of fun. Yes, Jeff, thank you once again. You are always welcome here. We'll always have a seat available for you. Fam, if you've enjoyed the fourth wall experience, please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, subscribe, and join our Patreon and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the fourth wall wrestlecast, and we are here to keep wrestling real. Goodbye and good night. Money, what you